Hello and welcome everyone to episode 113 of the Starcast Press Chart Australia's. Did I just say Press Chart Australia's? I think I did. Let's start that again. Hello and welcome everyone to the Startcast. This is episode 113 of Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I am your host, Jake Barros, and this week I am joined by none other than my fellow gamers being Steven. Hey, buddies. And Matthew. Hi. How how are we all? We did take a break. Um, Matthew does think that it's because his last... Uh, uh, what, what should I call it? His last... Uh, hosting effort hosting effort was so bad that we had to kind of just shut everything down and and revamp stuff um but i thought you did a okay job you get in there man Give you, you thought i did back. an okay job the people at home didn't hear the amount of bloopers that uh, oh yeah that's true know, actually we had so uh yeah yeah the cast went for 30 minutes but the the amount of bloopers could have added another 30 minutes to it so yeah. There was that. But no, yeah, good work, man. Good work. And Steve, you haven't been on a podcast for such a long time. Welcome back. Hey, yeah, it has been a while. Um, when was yeah, the last hey. time you were on? Uh, oh, gosh. I yeah, literally that's... can't remember. I lived in a different state, so I've forgotten everything. Yes, big move have happened. You've you've settled down. You've been saying for weeks now, once, once I'm settled and I got the mic up, I'll be up and running and here we are. Exactly. That's exactly what's happened. Uh, very exciting and you've also been uh dabbling in none other than the new metroid game why don't you start things off by letting us know how you went with that and the the review that you wrote up i'm i'm so happy about the new metroid game i i can hardly explain how i'd kind of i start my review by talking about this a little bit but i'd pretty mm. much given up hope that metroid was ever going to be a thing again like oh. the, the last metroid game i really in, like enjoyed greatly was just over 10 years ago and since then the most recent two have kind of not sold well they've not been particularly great and i was like oh a nintendo thinking this doesn't sell so we're not going to bother with this series anymore but no is yeah. samus is back and the game is good um yeah it's um uh, a remake of metroid 2 i guess remake is probably a pretty liberal term to use because it's almost nothing like metroid 2 aside from the general uh like structure and layout and stuff but mm. it's i think more of a reboot kind of yeah it's along the same lines if anyone remembers uh, metroid zero mission which was sort of a remake of the first metroid from the nes um in a similar way, the original Metroid 2 I've found really, really difficult to play just because it's so, so old. It doesn't have a map and it's just kind of, it feels so old and it doesn't have the regular stuff you'd expect from a game these days. And it's kind of yeah, too hard to go back to mm. for me anyway. Um, so, yeah, this was pretty much the remake that I've most been wanting for the Metroid series because it's a game I've never played. And now I have and they did a really dang good job remaking it. Nice. So, uh, all in all, what did you give it in the end? Um, I gave it a 9 out of 10 in the end, Damn. which seems to be sort of looking on all the various review aggregate sites. It seems to be pretty much on mark with what most people are uh, saying as well. So, I was kind of happy about that. Um, nice. Yeah, it's it's a great Metroid game. You can, you know, explore at your own pace. There's actual good sort of 2D exploration. You can... Uh, 
yeah, you can scan areas to find all the like in the old Metroid games. You'd have secret sort of passageways that were kind of invisible. You would have to sort of shoot blindly or bomb walls blindly and hope that it would reveal something. Uh, mm. And it's got a nice scan ability that sort of reveals an area around you if there is anything to be found. So that makes the puzzle solving or at least starting the puzzles way, way easier. Um, but you obviously still, once you know how to get there, uh, you still have to complete a lot of puzzles to actually get upgrades and stuff that you find. So it doesn't doesn't ruin it. Um, yeah, I think the only thing I didn't love about it was they they introduced some new attacks uh, or a new attack in the melee counter, uh, mm. and it seems like you kind of have to rely on that for most enemies sort of you get up to an enemy they'll hover around for a bit and then they'll charge to attack you and that's when you can counter attack and it'll usually unveil a weak point i kind of felt like it made the combat a little bit less fluid you sort of had to stop wait counter attack yeah, more than just okay. sort of running around mm. um but i mean i kind of got used to that and it was a, a minor blip on what an otherwise really really fun game yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm um I'm a little glad, and not in a bad way. I'm a little glad that you haven't been on a podcast for a while because I'm, and I'm sure <laughs> Matt will remind, uh, you know, me of it. But uh, there was one what the wiki a couple of podcasts ago where I um, unfortunately uh, called Summers Metroid, and there was just a, a whole uproar to it. So being the I big Metroid this- fan, you were. I don't think there's ever a cast where there isn't controversy with you, Jake. So, <laughs> well, I look forward to much. the controversy later in this episode. Well, I mean, speaking of the controversy, shall we, shall we just jump straight into some that has happened in the past week? Um, yeah. One involving none other than PewDiePie, which he always seems to be in some kind of hot water, but this time he's been in... Uh, let's say in, in some hot water with the firewatch developers um due to a a certain stream that he had done uh the article is written up on pressstart.com.au you can give a full read of what has gone down there um but uh, basically uh PewDiePie, uh where am i reading this from it's up here somewhere i where is it ah oh, there we go okay so he was streaming firewatch and uh, he's during the stream has said uh, quite a quite a lot of racial racial slurs. And not he wasn't streaming Firewatch, was he? No, play uh, unknown battlegrounds. Yeah, sorry. Um, some racial slurs within it, which seems to be quite a thing that he he does a lot, and he gets uh, in trouble for um, surrounding the kind of racism that he does drop sometimes. But Sean Van Vanaman. Venomman, is that how you would say his name? That uh, seems how you would say his name. Anyway, he has a long kind of tweet series that I'll, I'll read through very quickly now. He basically says, We're filing a DMCA takedown on PewDiePie's Firewatch content and any other future Campo Santo games. Uh, there is a bit of leeway you have to have with the internet when you wake up every day and make video games. There's also a breaking point. He's the worst. He's worse than a closet racist. He's a propagator of despicable garbage that does not uh, that does real damage to culture around the industry. I'd urge other developers and will be reaching out to folks much larger than us to cut him off from the content that has made him a millionaire. Uh, furthermore, we're complicit. I'm sure we've made money off the 5.7 million views that video has, and that's something for us to think about. So quite controversial here, Matt. Have you have you kind of sat around and watched some PewDiePie videos before? Are you a fan? Are you not a fan? Are you 
just someone that happens to find out about him every time he's in the news. I I know of him. Yeah. Um, I've never bothered to watch his videos. I never bothered to give a crap in looking into his videos purely because I've never caught on to the whole oh let's watch people stream games kind of thing. <laughs> um, there's only there's only one kind of person that or what yeah one one site that I really follow. Um, which is Vine Source, which, you know, is just my personal kind of opinion thing. Mm. Um, the biggest the biggest issue I have with this is, you know, like people are going, oh, you can't do a DMCA takedown on that because blah, blah, legally, you know, but they are actually within their rights because, you know, that's it's monetized and everything and, and there's a lot of legal ho- loopholes. The biggest, the biggest issue here is the fact that everyone coming out and defending him saying he's not a racist is is basically I'm going to call you wrong um, because it's not a word that should be incorporated in your everyday vocabulary, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, the word that is used. Um, words like that don't just slip out for no reason if you're not using them in your, you know, your everyday vocabulary. Um, and it's there's just no place for it. Um you know, he, he he should know better as, like, a public face. Um, people people are defending him, which is the... I think that's the saddest part is, you know, the fact that everyone's like, no, he's not a racist, blah, 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 the, the whole The whole thing stems back to... I remember having a discussion with a couple of friends once and we came, we came to the realisation that basically if you ever start a sentence with, I'm not racist, but... <laughs> You know the next thing coming out of your mouth is is going to be racist, you know, um, and yeah, no, I just don't, I just don't think it's it's acceptable. Um, I mean, it's not the first time he's been caught out in something controversial that he's had to, you know, backpedal on, and and that's already you know sort of lowered his standings in a lot of people's eyes. But um, I just think there's no place. There's no place for it. Um, you know, there's a billion other words he could have used that are nowhere near, a, you know nowhere near as offensive but he chose to use that one and you know there's there's more to it than you know just saying oh i'm not racist it just slipped out so it was a heated gaming moment yeah yeah, it's i always find it quite interesting with him because i mean like early in the year he was dropped by disney and google for um other kind of naughty content that he kind of uh spoke of in his other other videos it's kind of like if if some of the the like some of the biggest companies in the world like disney and google some of which like just own everything like do you not learn from that like do you not go hmm maybe maybe there are some times that i need to pull myself up and i always find it interesting because i mean obviously this one was from a stream but like some of the other things that he's been caught for like have been videos that someone has edited like it's not necessarily him that's editing and i'm pretty sure he's got a team that edits his videos but like surely like there's multiple times where someone's reviewing that edit and surely there's at some point they go 
should we put this in should we put this in guys like is there is there that chat kind of going on or is it just that that's normal for them i'm like oh no that's funny like that but i think i think that's the that's the deeper problem too is that if they're Mm. editing his videos and leaving that content in there's more than just like he he would be a creative outlet they'd be asking him you know what bits do you want in there what bits don't you want in there you know, and if he's saying, "Oh, yeah, leave that bit in there because it's funny and it'll cause controversy and whatever," that's not the kind of person you should be looking up to. Especially, you've got a lot of young gamers out there who, you know, they idolise these YouTubers and they idolise these streamers and everything. And if they're the kind of people they're idolising, they're going to follow suit, and the next minute they'll be dropping things on their streams. You know, that they go to their friends, and. You know, like, yes, it opens up a discussion on, you know, what's racist and what isn't racist. But at the same time, you know, people add words to their vocabularies that they shouldn't really be saying. And, yeah, I just I just don't think there's any place for it. So, yeah. What about what about you, Stephen? Where do you where do you come at? Do you watch uh, a lot of YouTube, a lot of streamers? I I do sort of I keep up to date with YouTube, kind of less with YouTube games personalities these days Mm -hmm. i've kind of just grown away from that sort of scene a little bit but i think i don't know i I remember listening to a podcast where pewdiepie was a a guest on there and this was a couple of years ago he seemed like a kind of reasonable dude but Mm. ever since then he seems to be i don't want to say that he's actively choosing to be a horrible person i I don't know if it's that or if he is just completely lacking in self-awareness of how the things that he says affect people that aren't him but I know I found it really telling that watching the stream where he, you know, he says the the N word essentially, and then he says, "Oh wait, no, sorry, I mean you're an a hole." It's like, so that doesn't really make it better that you were using that word to, like, as a substitute for another insult. It's like, yeah, you're using it as an insult. Like that kind of speaks to the intent of it anyway. Yeah, I. I think, yeah, he's he's apologised and he's apologised for so many things. And, yeah, whether it's a lack of self-awareness or just, you know, maybe he is a secret, not so secret, maybe he's just, you know, has crummy opinions. But, yeah, I just don't, I don't like the dude. I can't really, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I can't really deal with him anymore. He's, I just don't want him to be a influential person in our industry, really. Yeah, I mean... You know he has he has like you said apologized for this certain uh, certain instant and uh, you know once again article up on pressstart.com.au the video is there if you do want to watch it it's just uh, around about a minute and a half long um, and he does kind of reflect on what he said and you know realizes that it was wrong and it was incorrectly immature to say and uh, you know the the apology does seem quite sincere but once again it's kind of like come on man like how many apology videos have you done like I've at least watched this is probably like the fourth or fifth coming from you it's kind of like yeah where is that self-awareness where is that time where you're like okay I need to just kind of ring it on in like I think the excuse that either he or maybe defenders have used that it is that these words don't have the same meaning and connotations in his home country as I do in the US for example but like Mm. I don't know at a certain point when you have that much influence on that big an audience you kind of have to become aware of the words that you say and how they affect the people that are either watching or you know tangentially aware of it and i don't know just be a better person i guess 
Yeah, I mean that was this is bringing in a whole different kind of yeah <laughs> thing. But like th- that was my issue with like say like Justin Bieber when he was on the rise and then he started doing this bad boy thing. I'm like, I'm sorry, but like you were like 12 and now you have a following that's like super young and you're like, you know, going down the beaten path like you know, you've got some kind of responsibility. You know, PewDiePie has some responsibility as the largest YouTube channel, as the largest influencer. He's got, you know, yeah, demographic of young kids and all kinds of, all kinds of, I guess, backgrounds. So it's kind of like you, you might have not asked for this and you, you might have not like, you know, pursued it in like being like, I'm going to be number one YouTuber. But it's kind of like there's, you know, it's, Taking up, like taking the great words of you know Spider-Man movies, right? With great power comes great responsibility. Like that's just that's just how it needs to be. Such wisdom. Ah, you know, but, Uncle Ben uh, knows knows what he's talking about. The whole thing is, you know, like these these kind of people, like you know, YouTube. You with the rise with the rise of YouTube and the rise of streaming, it's it's allowed people who have never understood levels of fame to achieve that level of fame, and it goes yeah. to their head eventually. Absolutely. Um, and you know to a certain point it you know like if you if you look at sort of like pop stars as well you know the same sort of thing happens there i mean remember when britney spears went crazy uh and yes. like shaved her head and everything basically basically you could see that what's happening with pewdiepie and you know other streamers that uh, you know have controversy surrounding them it's the same sort of thing is that they're hitting a plateau of I am either so famous that I can't get any more famous, let's push the boundaries, or I'm starting to lose my appeal, let's try and get in the news for all the wrong reasons, um, you know. And either either way, like, you know, it, it could end up being that they're just doing it for a grab for attention because they're starting to wane. I mean, like, yes, they are popular and you wouldn't think their popularity could reach new heights, but then they go and do something stupid and it does reach new heights so mm. yeah oh interesting well i guess we'll just wait a few more months and see if he does something else but <laughs> wait um, for the next apology yeah yeah i'll you know <laughs> watch another one it will be great but uh let's move on let's move on let's <laughs> get into some great news i guess because everyone loves some bargains guys do you like bargains if bargains yes. are good ah i can hear it in your voice oh god that passion <laughs> So, quite a few bargains have gone up recently. I thought I'd drop them in here because some of them are quite good. Now, EB Games has a very cheap pre-order price for NBA Live 18. They actually have it advertised up at $67, but hold your horses because JB Hi-Fi has also dropped their price to about $59. So, that is quite remarkable. Normally, it would be around about that classic kind of EB pricing of $199, but you can get it for quite cheap. Does this tickle your fancy at all, Stephen? Are you an NBA guy? Do you reckon you'll pick it up? Not even a little bit. Nice. <laughs> but um, I've, I've seen, I don't know how legit this is, but I've seen it floating around on Twitter that apparently it's a, a contemporary thing that EA are doing to entice pre-orders. Like if you pre-order now, you'll save a bit of money ahead of time. And I guess that's mm. probably why EB, you know, they couldn't put it at the higher price because I guess maybe 67 is the regular price for a while, maybe. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, I always kind of... I've stopped like 
pre-ordering and, and paying full price on them because now I'm I'm always like waiting one for our bargain guides to come up and be like oh who can I just price match with on the day when I go to get it totally um, but yeah these these are quite in, well, I mean there's already enticing prices here but it kind of begs the question of like will someone do it even cheaper um, but Matt with these kind of prices do you reckon you'll get into some some b-ball look not really um <laughs> i like no having said we're that, all very sportsy here having said that like i i if i'm going to get nba let's be honest i will probably go the 2k series absolutely um we know we've seen in the past that it's the 2k series that sort of not only is it the more popular one but it, it's the one that you know is just slightly more refined compared to the the live series um and I think that that's the way to go. Like, the, the issues that have sort of plagued the live series, um, you know, they may very well be fixed, uh, and I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I know that, yeah, they've had a lot of issues with the live series compared to the, you know, the 2K series. And I just think that, yeah, for, if I'm going to go one or the other, um, it's the same sort of thing with, like, uh, Pro Evo and FIFA, you know, it's like one one is established and has been around for a while. The other is, like, you know, has been around for a while, but it's just not as popular, mm. you know. Um, and so you're either going to pick one or the other. So, you know, in that, in that case, I would probably go the 2K series. Um but at the same time, like, I'm not saying everyone should not go out and get this, you know, like, this... <laughs> no, no, like, I'm, 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 well, I'm trying well to be... Well, done to appeal to both sides. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to be neutral and saying that, like, you know, this, this could be the first salvo fired in, you know, in the NBA wars, where not only do you get it at a really good price on release, but it turns out to be a really good game and it captures you and, you know you end up not wanting to buy 2K, you know, when it comes out. So, Well, um, are you now going to say, but if you want to buy 2K, like, feel free well, to. No, you can buy You can buy what you want. <laughs> you know, go go get what you want. You know, personally, that's that's your that's your choice and that's your opinion. I'd, I would say, you know, if you're an NBA fan, why not give this new one a shot and see, you know, see if it's sort of upped its game and then you can come at me on Twitter and tell me I was totally wrong. So, um there it is. Swings back to people fighting you on Twitter. Well done. Fight me. Yeah, no, but um, no, like I, as you know, in, in, you know, in the long run, I'm just not an NBA kind of person. So I don't see myself getting either, to be honest. But yeah. Well, well, here's one. Maybe we've got a mad cheap PlayStation VR bundle uh, courtesy of where is it? It's on eBay. eBay's 20% off deal at the moment. Um, originally, the price is 500, about $550, but it comes down to $444 delivered uh, courtesy of the code PICNIC. Uh, you'll get not only the PlayStation VR, you'll get the camera, your PlayStation VR Worlds, um, as well as, I'm pretty sure in here, you can pick up Rigs. Uh, is currently free as part of the PlayStation Plus offering for September as well. So grab the hardware, jump online for PlayStation Plus, and grab the Rigs uh, game for free. What a mad kind of bundle that you can grab there. Matt, is that more your thing? Uh, it would be if I had the cash and the space for a, for a VR headset. Yeah, um, the biggest the biggest thing the funny thing is the biggest thing of me not getting into VR is not the fact that I don't have the money. It's more the fact that I don't have the space to be able to set it up. Um, so you know, I would I would love to grab just, a VR headset, but I just, just make the make the room. Who can you kick out in the house? 
Uh, I'd have to like throw my bed into the front yard. And, you don't need the bed. You know, you can no, really sleep anywhere. Yeah. I can I can sleep on my VR headset. That'd be. You've cool. got a couch, what? right? Do you really? Will you really be sleeping if you'll be playing VR all that time? Maybe I'll sleep in VR. What? I'll have VR dreams. Yeah. Oh my god! Now we're getting Whoa. hitting Matrix level. Yeah. Um, Steve, have you picked up a VR unit yet? Not yet. I and I would be tempted by this because it's a really really good price. But mm. I sure wish Sony didn't look like they'd kind of just dropped it. I know it's weird. Yeah. The, there was a big flurry of games that came out at launch, and then they're like, "Okay, have fun." We'll let other people make VR games and no one else really did. Kind of a little bit like the Vita, but yeah. it never got weird Japanese games to keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my thing with VR. I was like, it like it looked great and I've, you know, I've played a few and it's a great experience, but I'm just like, it's still a little gimmicky to me. And just because of that, I don't think there's going to be any like big developers behind it really like putting out, you know, solid games. Um but I think the what is the next one for PlayStation VR? Is it Farpoint? Is the next VR That's, game? Is that not out yet? I swear that came maybe out. Yeah, I thought I thought that was came out too. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it just came out. But then what do we got to, as well? Skyrim and Fallout. Oh, is that Doom VFR coming to it as well? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I guess between Resident Evil 7 and Doom, I would have two two games that I would play on <laughs> PSVR. So, mm, well, 450 bucks. Well, and get that bargain, mate. Also, there's going. also been, like, other games that have come out with VR functions. I mean, when Tekken 7 came out, that had VR um, functionality. So, you know, it's not like they're not completely ditching it. There's still, you know, developers yeah. that are adding things in there and stuff. So, yeah. I just want that, like like that that dedicated new game that you're like oh my god i have to get vr like pokemon vr like how good would that be <laughs> oh, good luck seeing that on a sony console well i'm just saying in general so i want something more along the lines of uh, resident evil 7 because the whole time i was playing that i was thinking gosh i wish i was playing this in vr because this would be incredible but yeah there's no more like that I wonder how long it will be until we see, like, movies in VR where, like, you become, like, the main character or something like that and you're, like, in the actual movie. I think they tried that, like, they tried filming a movie like that once. Um, yeah. It was recent. Um, what was it called? Um, oh, I, I don't remember the name of it, but um, ah. apparently, yeah. Um. <laughs> I'd watch Cloverfield um, VR. I haven't seen that movie yet. It's on my it's list. It's all in first-person shaky cam, so it kind yeah. of would work, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Also might Google, make you dizzy. Google is my favorite. Hardcore Henry. There oh, you go. is that what that was? That was a, yeah, that was a, um, it was a first-person action film from the eyes of Henry. Um, and, uh, God, that would yeah. be sickening in VR then. Apparently, apparently it was like pretty full-on just in the cinemas as it was, you know, so. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, interesting, interesting. Okay, well, last but not least, and this one might be uh, better for your wallets, boys, but uh, Star Wars Battlefront Season Pass is currently free on Xbox One. Um, I know some... I don't think, Matt, you have an X, you don't have an Xbox. Steve, do you have an Xbox? I do, and I already oh. bought the Season Pass on it. <laughs> ah, well, I guess. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, that, bummer, that means man. I've already... <laughs> It's okay. That means I've already played all the stuff in the season pass, so I didn't have to wait six months for it to become free. Yeah, I had, true. 
at least didn't pay like the $100 price it was going for to start with. That was bonkers. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you are listening and you haven't uh, grabbed the season pass yet, that is right. You can get it for free. Uh, you can also, if you haven't got the base game as of yet, you can actually grab the Ultimate Edition for only $6, which ah, dang bargain. Bargain, bargain, bargain. That's what we're yeah. all about in this topic. Like, even um, if you only play it a couple of times, it's six bucks. Go for it's it. It's six bucks. It's well worth over six dollars, even if you haven't played it yet. Had a ball of fun. Looking forward to Battlefront 2 coming out. But, like I said, bargains galore on the website at the moment. So, make sure you do head to the website. You can read all those kind of sale articles that we have up currently, as well as some more and you know, your wallet's going to be quite happy. Uh, or if you're like myself and uh, have a partner, then your partner won't be able to, uh, you know, jump on you and ask you why you've spent so much money on video games. So, there's that as well. Um, let's move on though. Why, oh, actually, Matt, you had a point that you wanted to bring up, didn't you? You had a little... Did I? Little, yeah, you can probably go into it. Your little, you wanted to talk about the NAS. Some classical oh, piece of news. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did like, I how, how do I come into this? How I just I, thought yeah. before we go, before we you just jump into anything else, I want to give you a chance. You're very excited you just, about this. You just put me on the spot. You just okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll what just if, I'll just talk a little bit more until you get yourself sorted. You just jump in. You need no, to was, like pull in the energy from all those eggs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, for those of you playing at home, I like eggs. Um, <laughs> that's what. <weird. laughs> That's just a uh, weird comment to randomly make. No, well, I I thought you would I thought you maybe would have found the found the article or whatever. That oh, they, I'm so, they, oh, I didn't realize I had I to know. do your work for you. As, oh, well, I'm not the host this week, so. Well, you you said you know. that you wanted to talk about this. Here you go, man. I wanted to I talk about it, down, but the, I scrolled it down just, like once in the once on the website, and there it is. There you go. There you go. Well, why am I introducing it? Why shouldn't you introduce it? Um. <laughs> Hi, I'm Matt, and I'm taking over hosting duties for five minutes. Nintendo is bringing back the NES Classic Mini. It's been incredibly hard to get the NES Classic Mini ever since it was announced. It pre-sold out and then sold out time and time again moments after coming back into stock. Nintendo eventually announced it was going out of production. Well, good news, Nintendo's just announced they're bringing it back into production next year. Currently, it's only confirmed for Europe, but we'll check with Nintendo Australia to make sure that we're getting more stock too. This is wonderful news as, you know, the amount of people who are buying them up to hoard them and then sell them at inflated prices disgusts me. Um, and add to the fact the fact that, like, you know, Nintendo... Nintendo's on, on to a good thing. Like, until, until they give us Virtual Console on the Switch, which they won't until, I think, this, you know, the 3DS kind of is on its last legs... Um, this is this is a good stopgap, and it's also a you know it's also a nostalgic trip for people who don't want to go out and spend a fortune on a brand new console. Um, so you know the SNES, as we know the SNES Mini is coming out sort of later this year, and it's going to have an extended uh, extended run. Uh, but the fact that they're they're re-releasing the NES Mini, I think it's good for both Nintendo in the fact that you know they'll sell the units. Uh, and for the people who missed out the first time around so that, you know, there's no more strangulation of the market. And it also puts to, to rest the doubters who were basically turning around and saying that Nintendo was only releasing short amounts to, you know, increase supply and demand, which I think is just, you know, just lay off the conspiracy theories and everything. 
I mean, that never made um, sense to me because if you're wanting to increase demand, that would be usually so you can get more money for it. But yeah. they can't get the money from scalpers. They don't benefit from scalpers. That, that's yeah. That's the whole thing. Is is you know like oh you know Nintendo's Nintendo's cutting off supply so that they can sell it quicker. It's like have you not seen the interest for these units as it was? People want them. There's money on the clearly, table. Yeah, you can clearly see that people want them. People are throwing money at them. Yes, some desperate people were willing to pay a lot more than what they were worth to, you know, to get these these things. Um, but to turn around and say that Nintendo is, is you know, sort of strangling the market so that they can make a profit. Nintendo, do Nintendo really need to do that to make a profit? I mean, mm. you know, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. My, my, every time, like, you know, well, not every time because it's not like it's happened a ton, but like this kind of, I guess, triggers the question of like, at least for me, especially with like, say the Switch and stuff, like we know that these, at some point, these kind of classic games from these systems are uh, supposed to be on the Switch with like their emulators and stuff. So it's like this, like, there's a question of like, if this is coming back in stock, does that push that date for that to be released on the Switch? Or, like, what's what's their kind of game plan here? Because for me, it would, be, it would be quite smart if they went like, okay, cool, here's the, you know, classic mini, cool, we ran out of stock, that's been its thing, okay, in three months' time, then we release it on, like, the virtual console on, on Switch or something like that. So, if you missed out, you can get it on your modern thing. Like, is that... Does that not sound kind of, I guess, plausible in the way or, or a way to do it? Or do you reckon, like, they're just like, oh, we didn't realize this was so popular? Like, I think know, I, I kind of see the reasoning, but I don't know. I hope that, well, A, I hope that's not the case because, I don't know, I think the, the NES Mini and the Switch kind of serve different markets, like a $99 machine for people who probably haven't played video games in a long time necessarily and just want to go back and play the stuff they remember. I feel like saying, oh, there's no NES Mini, but you can buy this $450 Switch and then pay a bit more to download old NES games. I I don't know if that's a compelling sell and it seems like it would be kind of a bad plan if that was what they were doing. Um, and also I have my my hopes that Virtual Console is something they talk about in the Direct coming up very soon, but I guess we'll see yes. about that. What if what if it's it's more of a fact is like because we know that uh, you know they're practically emulators running on on you know yeah. circuit boards in, yeah. it's in basically little, a little Android phone in a box yeah. really yeah so what um, yeah what's to say that this isn't them testing the waters with emulators for Switch using that same sort of you know architecture and refining their emulators so that when it does come out on the Switch. You know, fingers crossed it does, because um, that's what everyone's hoping for. <laughs> when it does come out on the Switch, that they have these emulators running perfectly. I mean, like, there's been mm. no reports of any errors, you know, of these games running on that particular emulator. Like, they've refined it that much, and now they're, you know, going to implement it into uh, the Switch itself. But what's to say that this isn't just like a testing ground and and everything to not only test the market for, you know. I mean, I guess they already kind of know that everyone's frothing at the mouth for this kind of thing on, on the Switch, but, you know, to to test it and then just, you know, give people sort of a bit of nostalgic trip along the way. It'd I think be, it's not a... Oh, smart. sorry, go on. No, it'd be a smart thing if they were doing that. 
It's, uh, yeah, I think it's actually a pretty reasonable idea because as far as I'm aware, sort of the, the Switch uses the same kind of ARM CPU architecture that the Nest Mini does, just obviously a lot more powerful. So I guess, yeah, it wouldn't be crazy if they were using this as a sort of just as a testing ground to get emulation worked out properly on this kind of architecture so they can bring it to the Switch and not have stuff kind of fall over when it does. Yeah. I Maybe. guess we'll find out. Well, Yeah. Absolutely. Also, Matt, I just wanted to mention that your your um, host voice is just on point. It's I, almost like you were reading from a script or something. Like you just knew it from back to front. Yeah, yeah, some kind of article that might have been written. This is where you can plug the website. At pressstart.com.au. Yeah, nice. Nailed it. All right, <laughs> let's move in to the last thing that we can do on this podcast. And that is, of course, play... The famous press start podcast game, What the Wiki. Does that sound good to you, boys? I'm down. Matt, you it- don't want to play? Oh, I thought you had one more article to go. No, 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 no. It's time to wrap this wrap this podcast up. I know you love spending so much time with me on these nights that we record <laughs> them, but we must uh, at some point stop the podcast. But people love listening to us drone on, so... Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. Well, we'll leave that for the end like we normally do after we finish, but then for some reason we keep talking. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's play What the Wiki. So if you haven't heard this before, this is the podcast game where I, the host, read out a Wikipedia article. Yes, I will say a Wikipedia article because I've been just in trouble the last few podcasts because I've gone off the script and I haven't been accessing all this, all these games through wikipedia so matthew you must be happy about that um but this week we are going back to games uh with a little twist in there possibly so what i have to do i look up a game on wikipedia i read the article and the game is here being steven and matthew must guess what that game is feel free to play at home i will not know what you're answering so let's just say that you answered them all correctly uh well done boys are you Ready. Yes. Ready. Okie dokie. Here we go. The game is a 2016 action-adventure game developed by Sega for PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. It is a remake of the first video game in the series. Uh, Like the original game, the game is, uh, and it repeats itself, an action-adventure game with role-playing elements set in an open-world environment played from a third-person perspective. The uh, the player controls protagonists... uh, God, okay, I'm going to jip this. Gazuma Karu as he explores... Uh, Yakuza Kiwami. What? Is it Yakuza? Like, is that the remake, Yakuza Kiwami? You didn't say your name. Yeah, true, Uh, you did. I said Yakuza Kiwami. That's not your name. Oh, crumbs. Yeah, Stephen. I'll give that... I'll give that to Steven. It's been quite a while and, you know, he did guess it correctly. So, I will Man, give him that point. I'll just rename myself Yakuza. Yeah, well, I was... I At first, I thought you were just saying your name in, like, Japanese. Japanese. I was like, damn. Like, he's on the ball with this one. Anyway, point <laughs> to Steven. You I'm now have to him. answer the next question with that. You can't say anything else. <laughs> You are not allowed to say Stephen. If you say Stephen, then you are banned from answering the question and I get, like, first dibs. Okay, I'll take that. 
Sure, as long as you say something before the uh, before the game title. Okay, boys, are you ready for the next one? Yes, I am. Yeah. Okay, here we go. The game is an action-adventure survival game set in an open-world environment and played either from a third-person or a first-person's perspective. To survive, players must establish a base with a fire and weapons. Additional activities such as taming and feeding dinosaurs require more resources. Matt? Yes. Is it Ark Survival Evolved? It is Ark Survival Evolved. Well done. Yes. Wonderful. So this brings us to the tie-breaking round. It is the first to two, so whoever gets this next will win. And this is the mix-up. Okay. Ooh. This could be anything. It could be a game. It could be a character. It could be something else. So be prepared. Be prepared. Are you ready? Yes. Are you prepared? Be yeah, prepared. I was thinking that too. Nice. I was thinking that. Here we go. The console is a six-bit home video game, a sixteen-bit home video game console developed by Nintendo that was released in nineteen ninety. Matt? Yes, Matt. Is it the Super Nintendo Entertainment System slash Super Famicom? Ah, uh, you've got the name perfectly made. Well <laughs> done. Well done. Round of applause to you, Matthew. What does that make you on now? I'm still yet to actually realize what the score is. I think you were one behind Brody, weren't you? I'm pretty sure we told Ewan to go back and listen to every podcast yeah, and, and I'm to pretty count sure the he scores, listened to so. one. Yeah. And it was just all he had to say about it was how we were like knocking him and he was sad about it. So anyway, I think you're tied with Brody. No, I think so I'm one less. You're one I'm pretty less. Sure, I'm pretty sure Brody got ahead of me. And plus, yeah. I was hosting, so I didn't get to fight back, so... Fair enough. Well, yeah. you know, Steve, congratulations for making it tight. Matthew could have just wiped the floor with you, but you held your ground. And I just have to come back later. Japanese. I did. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You're going to have to come back. You're, you're settled in. You've got the mic now. You can just jump in whatever time you want. Totes. Um, I thought I, I put a little theme to what the wiki this week. So we did have uh, two competitions up on the website. We had the Yakuza Kiwami. Did I say that right, Steve? I think so. I, yeah. I'm not the expert. <laughs> nice. And we also had the Ark Survival Evolved comp. So congratulations to all the winners that did win those massive competitions. Well done. Some great answers, actually. I did read a few, which were uh, had me lolling all over the place. And I also had the Super uh, Nintendo in there as well because we've just been confirmed for our Super Nintendo Night In at PAX coming up. So we are doing a panel where you guys can actually come and have some fun with us. We'll give you more details as it gets closer to the date. But lock that in. I think we're probably going to be looking around about Friday if it gets confirmed, Friday night. So uh, if you want to come have fun with us while we play some classic SNES games. I was also going to consider wearing a hot dog suit. but I was about to say, Matt might, might bring his hot dog suit. Um, Matt's threatening to wear a hot dog suit. There, there's a backstory to that. Last PAX panel we did, um, 
probably about five minutes before the doors open. Matt, <laughs> Matt I had it is on. sitting there with a hot dog suit <laughs> on, and Shannon's like, "What are you doing?" And he's That's like, not what? the press start <laughs> brand. Like I actually hadn't seen Shannon that angry ever, and uh, he, <laughs> he was about as red as the press start logo. So, and then <laughs> yeah, and then the people started walking in, and you had to you had to whip it out, whip it out, well, whip it off quite <laughs> quickly. You could say I whipped out my wiener. Ah, uh, well, there it is. Okay. <laughs> Let's finish up what was episode 113 of the Starcast. Remember to subscribe on any of the podcast services on your of your choice. We've got iTunes, we've got Podbean, and of course, we are on Podcast One. Uh, you can join the conversation anytime you want. You can just suggest stuff that you want us to talk about, and you can do that by hitting us up on the hashtag the Starcast or on our social media pipes, on the Facebook, on the Instagrams, Snapchat, YouTube, Twitter, at PressStartAU. MySpace. Uh, my, oh, do we have a MySpace? We're, we've dropped the ball. We need to get a MySpace. Bebo. Be- oh, well, get on the no. Bebo. I'll Geo send you some love. Yeah, you can even... While we actually podcast, we have MSN Messenger up. So, you can actually live chat with us while we're on MSN Messenger as well. Yeah, get those weird nudge <laughs> things going. I'll send you them nudges. Send you the yeah, weird kiss pre-emoji thing. Oh, yeah. now we're really bringing back the memories now. <laughs> uh, what am I up to? Something about something we're subscribing. We're hitting up our socials. Uh, what about me? You can follow me on my social media at underscore Jake Barros on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, and I have been joined today by my fellow gamers, Stephen. Yeah, I'm at Stephen Impson on all the, the social who's a what's it's. And absolutely go and read Stephen's review of Metroid uh, if you want to hear a little bit more. Great write-up. Well done, mate. Thank you. No problem. And we've also been joined by Matthew. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at MatthewVZ or on Twitter at MVZamari. And I refuse to change the two so they're always different. I love um, it how you say that. Last time you were like, I think I'm going to make them the same. I did not. You did. I never said that. Yes, you did. I did I not. I swear. Go listen like a couple podcasts ago and you were like, I think I might actually change them so it's easier. No, I am a <laughs> difficult human being and I would never uh, do that's that. True. How's yes. your, are, are you few, Are you through all your Japan photos now? Or? Yeah, I am. Unfortunately, I am. Nice. Well, the ones that I wanted to post, I got to the end of them and I was just like, yeah, it's time to move on because um, I have... You know, they're pretty much all like film photos. So yeah. I've got, you know, more rolls of film that I need to start getting through because um, I got a backlog of images I've taken. So, yeah. Well, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, guys, until the next podcast, happy gaming. See Bye. ya. Cute. You guys said that in unison. Yeah.